these calls are called wake up, right? They're wake up calls. Um, physically, like you're waking up to get on the call, but also mentally, like wake up, okay? And then the tagline is you're not tired, you're just uninspired. And so for the last, um, the last just, the last while, I would say probably like six months while I've been on this whole journey, I have had moments where I felt really inspired and really excited and like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But then there was always this like dark cloud over me and I couldn't figure out what it was. And almost like the ceiling where I would like get excited and then I would like get an email from compliance or I would like start doing something and like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I had something I had to do for advisory council or it just kept like happening to me. And so I want you guys to know that always trust your gut, always go where God tells you to go, always do what's best for you, no matter who's going to talk crap about you, no matter who's going to make up lies about you, no matter who's going to not agree with it. If it's what's right for you, that's what you need to do in your life because you're the only one who's ever going to stand up for you. You're the only one who ever knows what's going on with you. And you're the only one who can communicate with God for yourself. And so if you feel like God's leading you somewhere, be bold and be strong and just do it because you will always be rewarded for it. And now you're going to see a different side of me. Uh, I told April, it's like Taryn 3.0. It's 3.0 because I said this, this is the third time I said this. I said this one time and I was like, or no, it's the fourth time. I, so it's, I'm Taryn 4.0 because I started as Taryn 1.0, I would assume. And then I remember telling Kristen, Taryn 2.0 is here. Get ready. Things are going to change. And that was like the first time that I dropped platinum and then was coming back. And then I said back in December, it's like the next Taryn, Taryn 3.0. And now it's Taryn 4.0. So I'm evolving and I'm changing, but I'm just like ready to run and not like in a run to a rank sense, but just run to success and run to, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just, I'm so over talking about it. I'm so over like being in my feelings. I'm so over like overthinking. I'm just, I'm just so over it all. And I had to go through that. I had to heal. I had to grow. I had to go through therapy. I had to do all the things, the self-help, the self-love, but I'm just like, I just realized that things can hold you back in your box that you don't even know are holding you in your box. There could be a chain around your leg right now and you don't even know that it's there. And all you're thinking of is why can't I do the next thing? Why can't I get to the next place? Why can't this work for me? Why, why, why? And really why you can't is because you have this invisible chain on your leg that's pulling you back. That's keeping you small. That's keeping you in fear. Maybe, maybe you're, I mean, and it's all different. It's not that someone's telling you what to do. Someone's controlling you. But it could be simply that you, like we worked on with someone, and I'm not going to say names of you guys on here, but there was someone that we were, I was talking to a few days ago, and we realized like the whole issue, the whole thing that's going on is that she doesn't have the time to do the things like in your schedule. Like that's, it's not like, why am I not ranking up? Why am I not re-ranking? Why am I not bringing people in? Why is this not working? Okay, these are all like the questions we say, but when you go all the way back and like chip it down, it's like, 
you don't have hours carved out where you can be 100% focused. That's the real issue. It do, that doesn't feel as bad. Like, oh, oh, I just don't, I just don't have the hours. Like, I just don't, I'm not on the schedule. It's like getting a job at a, as a waitress. You're like complaining that you're not making any tips. You're like walking around telling everyone, like, didn't make tips again. I didn't make any tips and it, this sucks. The, the restaurant sucks and I must be a horrible waitress. I, nobody likes me cause I'm not making any tips. And it's like, oh, well, what shifts did you work last week? Oh, well, I didn't go in. <laughs> well, then the problem isn't that you're a bad waitress who's making no tips. The problem is that you're just not setting your schedule. And so sometimes we need to pull it back that far to really go back and think. And that's why I love coaching so much. And because I can see that in other people, I can't always see it in myself. That's why I have my own coach, but you can't really see it in yourself sometimes. And you need an outside person who can look at that and say, okay, let's really look at this from a higher place. And that could be the chain that's holding you back is that you don't have the time to put in to do this business. That might be it. So what do you need to do? You need to say, okay, I am not going to do this anymore. I am going to set my schedule up for coming up. And it's been kind of something that I've been telling a lot of people, like carve out your time to create the plan to be proactive because you can't just be like, okay, starting right now, my life is going to do what I tell it to do. And then your kids are like, we're starving. And you have no food in your house. And you forgot that the call is starting and your laptop is dead and you can't find your charger and you didn't read the book. And you can't just say, okay, we're going to do it. You, you really need to stop and you need to make the plan. Like, okay, I have time in my schedule today at nap time from two to four. I don't really have anything I need to do. Skylar will be napping. Sophia will be at her friend's house. The boys aren't home. John's at work. I have two hours. I'm going to sit down during those two hours. The only thing I'm going to do during those two hours is I'm going to make my plan for the rest of the week and maybe into next week too. Now you can do this for, I'm going to make my month plan or whatever is going to work for your family. You might just be at a point where you're making tomorrow's plan. That might be where you are, or maybe you carve out time in the morning before your kids wake up and before you go to work and before it gets crazy, you wake up an extra hour early and you make your whole plan for the day. Now try to do that. And then if your kids start waking up earlier, because that's what mine do, the earlier I wake up for some reason, I can be like literally a silent assassin in my house. Like nobody moves. And then all of a sudden, like Skylar comes like walking out of her room. I'm like, how did she even know I was up? Like, I don't make coffee. I'm like, I'm not doing anything that people know I'm awake. Like nothing. They still wake up. If it doesn't work for you to wake up in the morning to plan your day that day, because your kids wake up early, well, then you're going to have to change. So just know that whatever plan you come up with, isn't like, okay, this is the end all be all plan. This is it. This is going to change everything. It, the plan needs to evolve. So just start it. This is what I'm going to start to do. And if it doesn't work, then keep changing it. So you need to figure out what is your chain? What is holding you back? Is it, what is it? Is it an upline? Is it that you don't believe in yourself? Is it a toxic relationship you're in? Is it financial struggles? 
you really need to spend some time digging deep. And that's why I love reading so much because it asks you the questions. It gets your brain turning. It gets your brain moving. Like what are the things I need to do in the book, dream big that we've all been reading. I grabbed my journal yesterday and sat outside for probably like an hour and a half and was just writing all the things he was telling us to think about. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What don't you want to do? And I really spent a lot of time thinking about that. What do I want? What don't I want? What feels good? What doesn't feel good in the grand scheme of things? And I'm not talking like, what do you want? Like, what else do you want to do besides Q? Like, how do you want to do this business? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to build something and live the life that you want at the exact same time? Because I'm no longer willing to sacrifice my current life to be promised success down the road. It's just something I'm no longer willing to do. I did it for so long. I literally don't have it in me. If I continue to do that, I will, I'm not even kidding, probably end up like in a psychiatric facility. I, I really will. I will be at a point where I just lose it and I am no good for anybody because I kept just pushing and pushing and pushing. And that's what's right for me. That might not be what's right for you. You might be in a season where you're like, I'm ready to sacrifice. Like I will sacrifice whatever for a period of time to get out of this place, to get to where I need to go. And that might be where you are. And that is 100% fine. You should not feel bad about sacrificing. You should not feel worried about what are other people going to say because you're doing what's right for you. You do you. We say it all the time. You do you. So you do. And if someone else doesn't like it, too bad for them. That's on them. It's not your job to make everyone happy. It's not your job to please everyone. It's not your job to do what's right for everyone. It's your job to do what's right for you and your family and God. That's what you're in charge of. And so um, I just wanted to tell you the chain analogy because there is something holding you back. There is something holding you back. And I have been feeling kind of tired lately, um, like, like actually tired, just wanting to sleep more, um, being really tired at night, like just so tired. And then um, in the morning, just so tired, like can't get out of bed, really tired. During the day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to take a nap. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'll just like lay next to the kids on the floor, like, oh, mommy's got to work. Just more tired. And the calls are called wake up. You're not tired. You're uninspired. So my problem isn't that I'm tired. My problem has been that I've been really uninspired and you may be uninspired too. And the reason why you're uninspired could be because of your chain, whatever that is. And you, you will, you're, you're, I like literally have the analogy. I said this yesterday to a girl at church that I feel like I'm a dog on a chain and I'm connected to a dog house and I'm in my dog house and I'm sad and I'm in this house and I'm just sitting there and then I'm like, oh, there's a life out there to live. Look at this outside. Look at these birds. Look at this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to go. And I get this like moment of inspiration and I start like running. And then it's like the chain just yanks me back and it yanks me back. And I realize like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I'm back in the doghouse, quiet, sleeping during the day, 
sad. And then I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. It's a new month. I'm going out there with the birds. I'm going to go run in the sun and the grass. And then I run and then it's like, oh, no, you're not. So for you, it might be your belief where you're like, I got this. Okay, I got this. Maybe you just went to the bloom retreat. You watched someone's live. You read a book. Someone said something to you. You had a little bit of success. So you're starting to feel good about yourself. And so it's your belief. And you're like, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, I can do this. I have people signing. Like, this is good. I just figured out my brand. I'm feeling good about my pose. People are coming to me. I feel so good. And then all of a sudden, what's going to happen is your chain is going to be pulled. And it's going to go back to, you can't do this. See? I told you, you really think you're good. You think you're going to do this. And it goes right back to no belief at all. And then you sit there and then you get a little courage and you read another book and you go and you hit this wall and it comes back. And every time it's going to keep happening. And that's why a lot of people go and hit a rank and then fall back and hit a rank and then fall back and hit a rank and fall back. Or you add volume, you get really, really close and you fall back and you get really, really close and you fall back and you can never actually like get over, like, why can't I just get to this next level? Like, why do I keep getting stuck at executive? Why do I keep getting stuck at elite? Why can't I just, just go? First of all, you all know that the first rank that you run and hit in your network marketing company, it's actually not the rank you really hit. It can be very false. And that's what's hard is that you run and you hit silver or you hit bronze or elite and you're like, oh, heck yeah, I hit bronze. I did it. I hit silver. I did it. Well, a lot of the reason why you did it was because one, it was just excitement and momentum that you attracted a lot of people to you that might have not been the right people or the best people or the more serious people you kind of just sold them on hype and excitement. Everyone's doing it. You should do it too. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. And you were just excited. And they were like, sure, why not? Okay. They didn't actually like sit and think like, okay, this is a business. This is what it takes. Do I want to be a business owner? Do I have the time? Did I answer the questions? Did I apply for the job? Did I, you know, you don't think it. So you actually recruit. It's like me. I hit platinum first. It was my aunt, my uncle, my grandma, both my sisters, my brother, all my mom's friends from high school, all, it was all these people who were, who signed up. None of them had ever done network marketing before. None of them even knew what they were signing up for. Really. They were just like, Oh sweet. We're going to make some money. This will be so fun. This is so cool. This is the new thing. Everyone's doing it. And they just signed up because it was exciting. Well then when they all realized like, okay, this isn't for me, they were trusting their own gut, their own leading with God, their own path the own thing that's right for their own family. They don't think like me in a business or like you in a business. They never looked at Q like this and they quit and your volume drops. And then you feel like a loser because you dropped in rank. Well, they not, they weren't even the right people anyway. And I made a post recently and I'm actually going to do a live to defend myself. Cause apparently it's what I have to do now. I made a post where, and you know what, by the way, it's actually good. I've had a lot of people talk bad about me lately. I've had a lot of people ask me like, oh, I saw you're doing that coaching thing. Are you quitting Q? Are you allowed to do that? Like I've had so many people and I'm like, you know what? Good, they're talking about me. They see me. It means that my brand is loud and clear on social media. And you know what? When you show up and you be your true authentic self, not everybody likes it. Even the pastor of Elevation Church talks about it. 
and he talks about it all the time. He's like, you know, now that our YouTube videos are out there, you won't believe the amount of people that I offend. You won't believe the amount of people who email us and say, I can't believe you said that. And that's not true. And that hurt my feelings and not whatever. So I made a post that said for years, I've recruited the wrong people. Okay. And a couple people got offended. Um, but I'm not retracting my statement for years. I recruited the wrong people. The people who got offended, by the way, don't listen to these calls. The people who got offended, by the way, aren't even really doing their business anymore. So point proven, I recruited the wrong person. Not that I don't like you, not that you're not my friend, not that I don't love you and care about you and want to keep you in my life. I recruited the wrong person. I've recruited over two, 300 ambassadors in six years. I have maybe like eight that are even here that I've personally recruited and they all came in. Well, not all, a lot of them. I'm actually trying to think actually, if it is all, it's a lot of them. It's like 95% of them probably. April, I feel like you might be like the oldest one. That's like, around, or Kala, you might be like, oh, I didn't even recruit Kala. So like April, you might be like the oldest one around. Like everyone else has come since I have changed the way I recruit and started putting my application out there and saying, I don't just work with anybody. Because imagine recruiting 200 people at the end of six years, having eight people. Would you say that you recruited the wrong people? Yes. 100%. Now they're not bad people. I don't, I don't mean bad in any way, but they're the wrong people. And they were just wrong for this. I did waste a lot of time doing that. And it's okay. You have to learn, you have to move on, you have to whatever. And it didn't hurt my feelings. It made me sad that people still don't see their worth made me sad that people still don't realize that I'm not talking about them. If they felt self-conscious, like I was talking about them, well, they are the guilty conscious feeling like they're not the right person that was recruited that person because yes, Tracy. Well, I feel like it's any business. Like if we hire a, we're looking to hire a person for our body shop. And if we hire someone and it's just not the right fit, I mean, that's exactly what I would say is, oh my gosh, we're not hiring the right people. We're not getting the work out. We're not getting the work done, but because it's an actual brick and mortar building type business, people don't look at that in a negative way. They look at it like, oh, you just need to find the right person. Why is it different with network marketing? Like if you did not recruit the right people, it's the people that are not showing up, like you said. And I, like, I wouldn't take offense to it. If you said that, I wouldn't be like, Oh my gosh, she's talking about me. I'd be like, Oh shit, not me, someone else. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's just, they look at it that way with network marketing versus any regular business. I, I don't understand that. I don't ever understand that. And I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Like why do we not treat this business like a real business? Like even, even me, I just said to John last night, I said, it is so empowering that I, cause so my assistant started, I met her last night, um, talked to her about like all the things I'm going to have her start doing. 
I met with my lawyer um, a couple days ago too um, to go over just like contracts and make sure that I'm doing everything okay. And uh, I told John, I'm like, I feel so empowered as a business owner that I have all of these things. Like I have a logo, I have colors, I have a website. I offer more than just one thing. I am more than just a network marketer. I have my own lawyer. I pay taxes. I have my own accountant. I have, I'm, I'm on payroll. Like I, we do these things because we're, that's a business. It just said, Tracy, you guys do that for your business. You're like, okay, we need to be registered for the state of Ohio to have a business. We need a brick and mortar store. We need a sign. We need business cards. Where are we going to advertise? How are we going to be? How do you want to decorate the lobby? What's our logo like? What do we want to be called? Like all of these things that you do when you create a business, you need to do them in your network marketing business too. Now you don't need to spend like a million dollars and tons of time. You don't need to go hire your own lawyer yet and all these things because I haven't had to do that until now, but you do need a name. Even if it's just you, even if you're by yourself right now on a team and you're like, I haven't recruited anyone or no one's here anymore. You need a team name. Like your name, your business, maybe not a team name, but like a business name. What is your business name? You need a logo. You can design one on Canva. Super easy. They have a whole logo section, by the way. You can design it in like five minutes. So simple. If you can't design one, tell me your thoughts. I'll design one for you. It'll literally take me like two minutes. I designed our church, our marriage ministry logo um, while I was on the Zoom and they were telling me what they thought they wanted the logo to look like. I was like, oh, like this. And I just like shared my screen. I was like, does this look okay? I was like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to use. Because it was just so fast. Yeah, it takes literally five seconds. It's all all done for you. You basically just like change the name. And if you want to change the colors, you know, it's, it's very simple. But get a logo. Take yourself seriously. Like your business. And have it there and, and show up for yourself, do the work on yourself so that you can have the life that you want. Because you're not going to get there with a chain around your ankle. Whatever is the bottom thing that's holding you down, is it, is it just time? Is it, oh my gosh, I am so overwhelmed with all these kids and my husband and this house and my job and everything that I'm doing that I have no time for me. Is it the time? Is it your belief? Is it someone else is not believing in you and that's causing you to doubt yourself? Or is it you deep down? Maybe your trauma from childhood, you were always told that you couldn't do anything awesome. You were never going to be anything great. Maybe you have someone in in your household who is telling you like, oh, stop dreaming. Why can't you just be happy? Just be content with what you have. You don't need more. You don't need, you just be happy. Gosh, just like be happy with where you are. That's what average people say, by the way. Um, I realized that when I met with my psychiatrist and he told me, I had to like really decipher a lot of things that he told me because he didn't really know me. I just like met him one time and, and he was kind of just like speaking into my life and telling me what he sees. And he's like, I think that you just like want too much. You need to just learn to be content. I was like, oh, brother, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. And from him, he even said multiple times, and there's a point to the story, 
He had, his office was trashed. There was garbage everywhere. It was very dirty. He said multiple times, he's fat, miserable, and single. He has said that to me, but he said he has a passion and love to help people with when it comes to his work. And he's like, I'm not a pill pusher. I barely make any money for what I do, but it's literally all I've ever done. I poured my whole life into this. I'm, I'm single, I'm fat, I'm miserable on most days, but you know what? I do this because I'm in love with the people. And so be careful who you're taking advice from. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care who you are, what you've done. Be careful if the person doesn't have the life that you want. Be careful what kind of box they're trying to put you in. Especially when you're trying to, and April and I were talking about this yesterday, end generational curses. If you're the first one in your family that's going to be successful, if you're the first one in your family that's going to go out, okay, goosebumps saying that. If you're the first one that's like, I, I don't care. We're going to live free. I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do this for my grandkids. I'm going to do this for me, for my kids. Then, then you're going to have it even harder because you're going to have more people that are like, oh, you're still doing that, that, uh, that, uh, Q, that Q thing. You're still doing that. Like people don't ask me that anymore because they know that my answer is always, yeah, I will always do this. Yep. And so people will eventually stop asking you or they'll start realizing like, oh, well, okay. She's actually like, she's actually still doing it. She's actually, she's actually sticking this out. Maybe this is for real, but just know that, that your family, your circle might not be the ones cheering you on. And that's why we have these calls. That's why we're together as a community because we are all trying to be world changers. And maybe we're just trying to change our own world. You don't have to have a heart for missions and your plan is to go to Africa and drill a well. And I don't mean world changers like that, but do you know by changing yourself, your beliefs, your mindset, what you want to accomplish in this world by you not quitting, by you showing up, I was just bawling my eyes out two days ago and saying that I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't do it. I give up. I just can't. I can't take it. I can't take it. But you know what? When it gets hard, when the tension shows up, and I'm so grateful I wrote it on my mirror because I saw it this morning brushing my teeth and thought that's what that was. Tension over time equals growth. When you're crying, there's some tension. When you're anxious, there is some tension. I don't care what area of your life it's in. If you're fighting with your husband and you're crying, there's tension there. And tension over time equals growth. Now, I don't mean abuse. That is a whole different thing. I mean healthy fighting, healthy arguing, healthy relationship. But you're mad at each other. You're fighting. You're arguing. John and I just had this like big blow up thing happen. And... It's because there was tension because we're fighting for something we want. When you don't fight and you don't talk about how mad you are, that's when you should be worried because you've, because the other person has given up when you're like, I just am too tired to fight. I don't even care anymore. That's a problem because you're stopping the tension you're letting it go and saying, mercy, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm done. I just, I don't care. 
your marriage isn't going to grow if you just step back and say, forget it, I'm sick of fighting. And I always step into a fight because I'm fighting for my life of what I want down the road because I'm not settling for the standard. I'm not settling for the world. I'm not settling for what people tell me. I know that I was born to do something amazing. I know I have it in me. And by you working on yourself and you pushing through tension and crying sometimes and fighting sometimes and being anxious and worried and upset and all these things that you're gonna go through, that tension over time is gonna change your world. It's gonna change the life that your kids are raised in. It's gonna change how your kids are. It's gonna change how they perceive themselves and believe in themselves. It's gonna change the partner they choose and the respect and the love. And it's gonna tell them as they start dating their worth. They're going to know their worth. They're going to know who they are. They're going to know what they believe. And they're not going to settle for someone who isn't awesome. They're not going to settle for a job that they hate. They're not going to just settle into a life where they're miserable. They saw their mom push through. They saw their mom show up. They saw their mom keep going. They saw her cry in the bathroom, but show up the next day. And they saw her change her life their life is going to be changed. Think of all the things that we have messed up about us because of how we were raised. Things our parents told us, things that they said we couldn't do, limitations they put on us, fear they put in our hearts. Imagine if you didn't have that. I did a live on Mother's Day and said, be the mom you wish you had. Work on yourself now so that you can be that mom. And you don't have to be perfect. We're not saying that. And just because you work on yourself doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I still lose it on my kids. I still say things I wish I wouldn't have. I still act ways that I wish I wouldn't act anymore because I'm not perfect because I'm human, because I have flaws. I will never be perfect, but I can try to be better. And the better you become, the better everyone else around you. If you want to raise the boats in the harbor, raise the tide. You are the tide in your house. You are raising the tide. That's what you're doing by saying, these are our new standards. This is what we're doing. Keep going, keep showing up. And yesterday, Sophia was crying at night. Her friend was supposed to stay the night. And at midnight, she got homesick and wanted to go home. So she called her mom and her mom was going to come pick her up. Well, her, her friend was really sad because she didn't want to sleep alone. And so she was trying to beg Sophia to come to her house and stay the night. And Sophia didn't want to go. And so Sophia was crying and I'm like, well, why are you crying now, Sophia? And she's like, because I don't, I don't want to go to Lizzie's house. I want to stay here. But, but she's begging me and, and asking me to go and I feel bad. And, and her mom was begging me too. And so I'm just going to pack my bag. And I'm like, no, you're not. You do what you want to do. Don't let anyone make you feel like you have to do what they want to do. If you don't want to go, then you say, I'm not going. That's your choice. You don't have to feel bad about that. And John even told her, he was like, good for you for standing up for yourself. When she said no, and then she got her stuff and she came and made a bed in our room. John told her, he's like, good for you, babe, for standing up for yourself and, and saying no when you didn't want to do something. If John and I didn't work on ourselves to do the same thing, we wouldn't have been able to teach Sophia that we, when I was a people pleaser, I would have been like, just go, just go. You'll make her so happy. She just wants to be by herself. You'll have fun. Just go. It's okay. I'll see you in the morning. 
I would have like encouraged her to do the total opposite because that's who I used to be. But because I have realized that saying no to yourself and not doing the things that you want to do and doing things that other people want to do makes you feel 10 times worse and is poor self-care and it makes a really heck of a hard time down the road. So work on yourself, do the work, show up, whatever you have to do as daily reminders. I also put, I found this sticker. It kind of, um, oh, Sarah, I sent your two bags to twist finally that you won like six years ago. Um, I sent them to you finally. So, <laughs> um, and I was putting stickers. Uh, I bought all those inspiration stickers. So anytime I mail anything, I throw a couple stickers in and this sticker fell out of the bag of stickers and I picked it up. And it says your limitation, your limitation, it's only your imagination. And I was like, this is what it looks like. And I just saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true. Like I just saw it and I felt it. And so I'm like, I'm going to keep it out. And I put it on my little computer here so I can see it and I can stare at it and I can realize any limitation that I set on myself, it's all in my head. It's all in my head. Like Jamie Kern Lima says, you just have to believe it. If you believe it, it's going to happen. If you believe it, that's literally all you have to do. So don't let your chains hold you back in bondage. Don't let someone keep you small. Don't let someone tell you you can't do it. And if you find yourself tired at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, obviously, if you have a baby, it's different. April has a baby. She's like up all night. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like mom shame and make you feel bad for taking a nap. That's not what I mean at all. But if you just find yourself like just generally, like I'm just really tired, you need to wake up physically and mentally. We need to get like shirts or something and say like, um, woke. <laughs> when someone like wakes up and they're like in it, we're going to get a shirt and you get your shirt that says woke or I'm woke. I don't know the, the technical. I'd have to ask my kids. They're like, my boys are way more hip than me. There's probably like a new slang term too. They teach me all these new words. Dominic told me that he's going to make a TikTok. He doesn't have TikTok by the way, but he's going to, um, he's like, I think I'm going to start. I want social media. And he's like, I want a TikTok account and I want to film you. <laughs> I was like, film me doing what? He's like telling you all of the slang words that he didn't say slang. I forget what he said. All of our words or something um, because he comes home from school and they'll, I'll hear them say stuff. Like the other day they, they said cap, like C-A-P. They were talking and then Dom was like cap. I'm like, what does cap mean? He's like, oh, it means like you're like calling someone out that they're lying. Like, like lies kind of. And then I was like, oh, okay. So like, so I'm like, use it in a sentence. So like, so he does. And then I use it in a sentence. And then John and I um, try to use it together, like without the kids where the kids can hear us. And they just think it's like the funniest thing ever because I'll be like <laughs> the other day I said something to John and he was like, cap, I'm like no cap, no cap, because no cap means like not lie. So it's funny. He teaches us these things all the time. Um, and he's like, I want to make a TikTok and show everyone me teaching you these words. I mean, you probably should. So they're hip with the slang. So maybe I'll see what they can do. They can design us some shirts, but 
get woke maybe is what this needs to be instead of wake up, get woke. But um, it is like, we're just walking around half alive. When, when you are, when you're tired and you're just kind of walking around like, or you're at work and you're like, okay, I fill out this report. I got to do this thing. I got to make dinner. Of course, you're not going to run around like your passion, excited, ready to explode all the time. But where are you mentally and why are you there? And then what are the tips and things that you can do for yourself to get you in that heightened state when you're not in that state? Like for me, it's my tennis shoe trick. I wake up, I'm tired. I'm in a bad mood. I'm not feeling it because it's emotions. Emotions are normal. You are a human. You 100% will experience different emotions. You cannot, it is absolutely impossible to live in one emotion forever. Motivation is an emotion. It's impossible to be motivated 24 seven. It's impossible to be happy 24 seven. It's impossible to have belief 24 seven. So when you lose it, what is in your toolkit that's gonna help you get it back? How are you gonna identify quickly that you've lost it first of all? And what are you going to do when you do lose it to get it back? Because every decision you make, every single thing you do depends on your level of inspiration. And when you let go of the chain and you cut the chain and you're like, I am no longer going to listen to someone. Maybe it's a toxic family member. I just want to say this. I realized um, over the weekend that I have a very toxic family member and I haven't really spent a lot of time with this person in a while. And I've done a lot of growing on my own. And so then when I went and saw this person, I, I really feel like that was the start of my like anxiety was dealing with this person all weekend. Um, well, like, like every once in a while when I saw them, um, cause we had a lot of family stuff going on this weekend and I just realized I took a little mental note, like, okay, note to self. I can only be around this person in certain situations when I'm in certain frames of mind. Because when I'm in a lower frame of mind and I'm not feeling as good and confident about myself and I don't really have strict boundaries set and I'm not living a healthy life in that moment mentally, when my mental health is struggling, I can't be around that person because it's way worse. And so be in tune with that. You're the only one who's going to know that. You're the only one there. Um, boundaries with your mental health are literally so important. They're so important. If someone makes you feel less than, if someone instills fear in you, if you start all of a sudden having a negative feeling or a bad feeling, or you're not in a good mood anymore, or you're just, you, it flipped like, okay, what, what happened? I was on Taryn's call this morning. I was like, so excited. I got off her call. I cleaned my house. I did all this stuff. I felt so good, but now it's evening. And now I feel awful. Now I feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't do this. I like your emotions just changed. Go back and think, what was the trigger? At what point did it flop? because that's a real good indicator of who you need to avoid or what you need to avoid. For me, it's drinking. Every time I drink alcohol, I always have anxiety the next day. So massive anxiety attack. I was starting to think, 
why do I have anxiety? Why do I feel this way? There was a lot of things that came into it. A lot of people that brought fear into me, um, a lot of comparison, a lot of overthinking, but I'm like, no, it had to be more. Why was I thinking this? Why, 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 why? I realized like all weekend I drank way more than I normally do. It was my sister's baby shower. We went out downtown with my sister and my other sister and their her husband and their boyfriends. And it was just not good for me to drink. And I know that. And I've said that, and you've heard me say that on the calls before that I don't really like to drink, but I find myself drinking way more than I should because just people around me are drinking because it's in a social setting because I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have a couple drinks. I'm going to whatever. And every time I have anxiety the next day. So if I was diabetic and every time I ate a piece of cake, I would go into diabetic shock and I would be so sick for the next couple of days, I would probably stop eating the cake. So just because you're not diagnosed with a disease or you're not actually not able to do something because it's going to affect you, there's other things that can be the same way. If your mom is toxic and causes you to feel anxious and and depressed and in your head and fearful and feel like you're this small, then stop being around your mom so much. You can love her from afar. You can choose what parts of your life you open up to her. You can choose when you talk to her. She doesn't have to be all up in your face. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. You know, you can do that unless you live at home with your mom and then that's going to be kind of hard. <laughs> so Jenny, <laughs> so or Gala, <laughs> um, if you do, if your mom lives with you, then it is a little tough. You have to set boundaries. If you're in that situation, if the person is in your house, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your teenager, maybe it's someone that's making it, you have to set those healthy boundaries and know, but, um, you have the choice. You have the choice to do it. So everything that you're trying to do this, this life you're trying to create for your family the way that you want your son to choose his wife, the way you want your teenage daughter to know her worth when she's at a party, like the way that you want your daughter to think of herself, think of that. If you have a daughter or a granddaughter, think if the thoughts that are in your head on a day-to-day -day basis, if your daughter thought that way about herself, how would that make you feel? If you felt like, oh, I'm just this and this, and I don't do this, and I'm not good, and I'm not this, and I have no worth, and I would have, you don't want your kids to feel like that. You want your daughter to be 21 years old at a bar for her best friend's birthday, and she's celebrating, and she's having a good time, and she knows her worth. And she knows what makes her happy, and she knows what makes her mad, and she knows who she loves and she knows who should love her and she's confident in that. And that's all because of the work that you put in. So the triggers and the tension and everything that you're going through now, it's the work of your future family, the world you're going to change. Because when you make your kids amazing, when you raise the tide and all the ships in the harbor in your house are elevated and your husband sees a change in you and your kids see a change in you and your parents see a change in you and your friends see a change in you and you're changing all of that. They're going to be different and they're going to have kids and raise them different and they're going to have kids and get married and they're going to be different. And your whole family tree 
when you've been dead and gone for hundreds of years, is going to be filled with these empowered, excited, inspired, motivated, confident people who know their worth and are set out to do amazing things where they're like, I'm not going to fit in no mold. My great, great, great grandma Kala always taught everyone to be yourself and to do whatever. Because your generation does matter. What you're doing, your legacy you're creating does matter. It's not just day-to-day of I have anxiety. I'm depressed. It's not just I don't feel like getting up. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for them. Do it for more of what you're creating. You're not just here to create a six-figure business in network marketing. You're not. I hate to tell you that if you thought that that's the only reason why you're here, like, oh, wait a second. I thought I was just going to like keep ranking up and I was going to get to gold and make six figures and live happily ever after. That's not the reason why you're here. And I'll tell you, I am just as unhappy. I was just as unhappy making $20,000 paychecks as I was when we were flat broke. Literally. Not exaggerating at all. I was actually probably more unhappy when we had more money and had more things than I was at a smaller level. Because now when you have more things and more bills and more money and more stuff and more responsibility, it's more things that you're worried about losing. It's more things you're stressed out about. It's more things. Before I was just stressed out about my section eight apartment. I was stressed out because I didn't know if I had enough gas in my car for the whole week. And I don't even know. I was stressed out because we couldn't furnish our apartment and that sucked. And we didn't have a Christmas tree our first year in our apartment. And I had to post on Facebook, does anyone have a free Christmas tree or Christmas decorations they'd like to donate to us? Cause we can't afford any. And our first Christmas tree, which I still have up in my attic was literally donated to us because we didn't have money for Christmas decorations. We didn't have it. And I was miserable and sad when I couldn't afford bigger things in my life, way more upset when I couldn't keep it afloat, when I was worrying about, oh my gosh, now we got this. How are we going to keep it? How are we? It was just more bills, more bills. Our bills, we used to survive, John and I and the boys, we used to survive. We figured this out a couple, maybe like a year ago now. Cause I was like, I wonder how much money we used to make. And we figured it out. My paycheck brought home $150 a week after I paid daycare and gas and food at work. And so I brought home $150 a week. John's check was $350 a week after taxes and all of that. So we lived in $500 a week. We had four, we had four kids. We had an apartment. We were trying to build a house. At the same time, we owned this house. We were renovating it. We were changing it. We had two cars. We had, okay, $500 a week is what we lived on. So $2,000 a month. That's what our bills were. We were still struggling, you know, whatever. Maybe you're living on less than that right now. That's not the point. Then when our paychecks, when my paycheck got up to $20,000, 20, I think 21,000 was like the most my check has ever been. Our budget Our budget to run our family was $14,000 per month. What? Literally $14,000 is what it cost us to live our life. Like cars, 
everything that we had it, when I had a budget sheet and I had it all and I have it all saved because we, every month we, ch we change it. Our whole sheet was literally all of that. How did we live on two grand and now we can't even live on 14? J the answer is not more money, guys. The answer is not a higher rank. The answer is not if I could just get to silver, it would be amazing. What are you doing right now that's showing that you won't even be able to handle when you get to silver? Silver is a big responsibility. Silver is a big responsibility. You have a big team when you're silver. You got a lot of people that you need to help. You got a lot of people that you got to motivate. You got a lot of people that you have to show up for. You don't get to have mental health days where you don't show up on your phone when you have a team of silver. You don't get to have periods where you don't believe in yourself and you feel like a loser and you can't even do, you can't even do your own IPA sheet every day. So you really think your team is going to do that because your team is going to do exactly what you do. So right now, if you had a hundred people join your team and they all did what you did, are you going to get to silver or are you not? And maybe your answer is like, yeah, I would, because I'm doing so much. I'm doing an IPA sheet every day. I'm showing up every day. I'm doing everything I need to. But if you're not, you're just going to have a hundred problems that you're dealing with. You're going to have a hundred people that are coming at you and saying, April, I don't think that you helped me like you should. You made a post and it offended me. You were talking about me. Imagine having that on top of everything you're dealing with with yourself. Because that's what it is. That's what a silver check is. That's what a gold check is. That's what a platinum check is. So if you can't even manage your money now, you can't even spend your money now on what you're supposed to, you're not going to do it when you get a $4,000 check. You're not. If you can't show up and do your IPAs and, and do the things that are on your to-do list, if you've had a to-do list going where you're like, I need to make this video, I need to do this, I need to pick out my logo, I need to follow up with my customers, I need to catch up on all Taryn's branding videos because I haven't even started them yet. She's already on day three and I haven't even started and you can't even do that. Well, you're not going to be able to do it when you're silver. So the answer isn't if I could just get to silver. No, the answer is do the things right now that is going to show the world and show God that you're ready for silver. That's what you need to do. You need to act right now like you're silver. What would a silver ambassador do? And Victoria told me this and I wrote it down. I wrote the heading in my journal so I wouldn't forget um, because I didn't have time to journal at the moment when she said this, but she said, what would your higher self do on a day-to-day -day basis? Like the highest version of you, this like version where you're just like, you're on it, your mental health is great you feel good, you're showing up, you're doing all the things, what would your higher self do? And I don't just mean like, okay, I would do an IPA sheet, I would read every day. No, I mean like, she, she was like, when you wake up, what time do you wake up? What do you do after you wake up? Like my highest version of myself wakes up two hours before my kids. My current version of myself wakes up at 8.30, 30 minutes before the call. Like, here we go. I got to get out of bed. My higher version would get up at six because when I was getting up at six, when I was my highest version, I felt amazing. My highest version also gets ready every single day. 
She wakes up, she gets ready because she's ready for the day. My highest version of myself also journals in the morning and spend times with God and drinks a greens drink instead of coffee. I can drink coffee later. I want to start with water, my greens, get everything going, and then like switch to coffee. My highest version of myself eats breakfast. I should eat a healthy breakfast, start my day. I want to pray with my kids. I want to go to the gym. I want to make dinner. I want to have my hours set for Q where I'm not overwhelmed and I'm not trying to fit them in, but I have my hours set and they're healthy hours with good balance with my kids. I don't feel like I'm on my phone all the day, but I feel like I'm actually accomplishing things. Go through and identify what does the highest version of you look like and what does she do every single day? Now it's impossible to think like, I'm going to do this every day, but it's good to look and say, how many of these things did I do? where am I at right now? Because if you want to be the highest version of yourself, who's hitting silver, who's hitting gold, who's hitting platinum, who feels empowered, who's, who's loving their life that feels amazing, then you need to start doing it now because what the higher version of you does now is what's going to create what you want in the future. So you can't sit there and scream. I want silver. I want silver. I want silver. I want bronze. I want executives so bad. I would do anything to get back to executive. I'd do anything to get to gold. You won't because you're not. And that's so hard to say. And I love all of you. And I'm talking to myself too. But I sit there and say, I want it. I want it. I want to be a seven-figure earner. I want to make a million dollars. I want to travel the world. I want to do it. Do I? Do I want it so bad I would do anything? No, because I'm not doing anything. And I have a post-it right here on my window. It says, you can't be mad at the work you didn't do. And I have it in front of my face all the time because when I feel discouraged, when I feel like this isn't working, when I'm mad because, oh, in June, I didn't sign any ambassadors. I didn't sign any customers. It hasn't been working for me. Did I do the work? Because if not, you can't be mad about it. Can't be discouraged. You can't wake up today, feel like a loser because it's July 1st. Like I suck. I didn't rank up. I didn't do it. Did you do the work? Because all you can do is try your hardest. So if you did the work, then it doesn't matter what the result is because you know you tried your hardest. You did what was right for you. And if it wasn't what was right for you and you didn't get it, then you can't be mad and beat yourself up because you didn't do the work. You didn't show up for your waitressing shift. So you didn't make your tips. You can't beat yourself up that you suck as a waitress. You don't. You're probably a great waitress. You just need to show up.